I'll probably we'll just keep this bit in. You know, yeah, you know what we're doing. Kind of. I mean, I just hope we were going to learn along the way. That's the problem. Neither of us know what we're doing. Which just makes it so much more fun. Hello, and welcome to the world's most unprofessional podcast. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's probably worse. I don't know. We're we're, we're pretty we're bad. really down there. We're pretty bad. I'm Kenny. My name's Kyle. And we don't even have a name to the podcast yet, so... Yet. We don't have a name yet. Have you considered... I mean, has anything come through your mind yet? Two guys, one mic. Two guys, one mic. That's... That's it? Spandex surprise. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just like to imagine, you know, now our viewers, if there's any, which I highly doubt it, <laughs> would imagine us wearing full spandex <laughs> bodysuits. <laughs> that's not... I don't want anybody to have to do that. I've seen too much to not see what you're putting in my mind. All right, then. Spandex surprise is off the table. Spandex surprise. Um, Kenny, Kyle, Kenyal, Kenny Denial. Kenny's in denial. We'll table that one for the moment. Okay, good idea. That was a terrible one. What are those old band names you used to have? I know. Do you have oh, a list yeah, still? Yeah. I think I might. Well, I don't have my phone available to me. Um, um, it was like something about a dumpster, like guitar in a dumpster or something. Guitar dumpster fire? Guitar dumpster fire. I'm going to need my phone. Grayson, give me my phone. We're also joined by Kyle's son, by the way. Weighing in at about 550 pounds, Can about you... 10 years old. Can you introduce Nine yourself? Ten. How old are you? Six. Okay. He also doesn't weigh 500 pounds. I just wanted to see if he'd say anything about that. I'm not 500 pounds, too. Well, then what do you say you weigh? Let me hold you for a second. 46, 40-something. 40 oh, you weigh like two watermelons. No, I don't. All right, then. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like three watermelons? What are those? That's audio right there. And why is there two? That's a very good question. I have no idea what this means. Nobody knows. Anywho, today we're having our, aside from choosing the name of our podcast, we're having our first annual and probably only Verbal Hunger Games. Yes. What's Hunger Games? Good very question. good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's like an audience. Um... Hunger Games is a very popular young adult franchise about kids killing kids. And instead of kids, we have a bunch of fictional characters and real-life people as well. And we're going to debate as to who would come out alive in a certain life-or-death situation. Okay, so I have been involved in a Hunger Games-like debate before. Yeah. And um, I just want to ask some ground rule questions. Yes. This is not necessarily... A competition of which individual is stronger or is it because in the Hunger Games it, not always the strongest person wins because there's an element of strategy <laughs> and perseverance as well so did those elements of, of strategy and all that stuff come into play as we consider this or is it purely just head-to-head -head who wins in a fist-to-fist -fist battle I like to think we're gonna choose them randomly so random number generator that I found on Google, you know, God bless Google. God bless it. Uh, choose two random numbers. All our candidates are numbered. And then we kind of both play devil's advocate for one of them. Okay. And we kind of debate like, oh, well, they'd have this. This might be how the fight goes down. And we also have a, a helmet full of uh, 
weapons and kind of special things that can happen to people to kind of mix it up a little bit so it's not just oh this character's stronger so they win gotcha because okay. the weak guy might have a bazooka that's true and bazookas clearly do well in a fist fight of course of course also don't forget keep thinking about uh podcast names oh yeah well let's, as we go like just spurt out anything that comes to mind I still think Spandex Surprise has a nice ring to I it. I think Spandex Surprise is absolutely consideration. All right. Thank you for that. I just think of the rafting trip coffee table, though. <laughs> I'm not going to give any context to that. <laughs> nope, no context. That's all you get. All right. So our contenders, what's the name again? The uh, Tributes? Tributes. Tributes, yes. From District 1, we have Indiana Jones and Oprah Winfrey. Okay. From District 2, Ronald McDonald and The Bride from Kill Bill. Now, does it matter that I don't know really who that is? I wish you had told me beforehand. <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, the movie Kill Bill, it's the chick who... Uh, Charlize Theron, is that who it is? Uma Thurman, actually. <laughs> Uma. Uma. Okay, I, I, she's bad, right? She kills people. I wouldn't say bad, but she does kill people. Okay. Bad's, a point, bad's a point of view. All right. Perfect. Experience is a good way to put it. District 3, John McClane from Die Hard and Matilda Wormuth from Matilda. You know Matilda, right? Matilda, like the girl who can move stuff with her brain. That's the one. Yeah, okay. All right. District 4, Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation and Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Ooh, those are good. District 5, John Wick and Ellen the Generous. Because I honestly didn't know how to spell the generous, so I just wrote the generous. The generous. The generous. Ellen, comma, the generous. Exactly. I like it. Thank you. Uh, I originally had Pastor Phil Burgraff in here, but I realized that's a little bit too much of an inside joke, seeing how he's the pastor of our church. So I changed it to Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah. They're similar. <laughs> in no ways. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. A little throw. Little throwback for you guys. Oh, gal. <laughs> uh, District seven, we have Shrek and Merida from the movie Brave. District eight, an out of shape Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mulan. District nine, David Copperfield and Mary Poppins. District ten, Abraham Lincoln and Flo from Progressive. District eleven, Daniel Radcliffe's rotting corpse from the movie Swiss Army Man, and <laughs> Moana from the movie Moana. And District 12, P. Sherman from the movie Finding Nemo, who I originally called The Dentist until you corrected me and told him, told me, no, it's P. Sherman. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. Amen. I've got a memory like Dory. <laughs> or wait. Well, I hope not. <laughs> and Clarice Starling from the movie Science of the Lambs. I don't know why I put her there. Honestly, I was looking up like female characters that realized there's not a lot to pick from, honestly. You know, that's messed up. You should you should make more movies with. No, there's plenty of women in the world. Well, there's plenty there of women. More... I just couldn't think of any. Well, there's a problem. I guess I'm just sexist. My bad. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. All right. So so you're gonna we're gonna use the, the random number generator now, huh? Yes. Okay. All right. So let me pull that up. You want the first one or the second one that pops up? Um, well, I'm the number two man of the show, so I want the second one that pops up. All right. Knowing your place. I like it. And and this is our high-tech sound department. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> beep, 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 boop, beep. To describe our setup and also how unprofessional we are, we are sitting in Kyle's office at, what do you call this building? The church? The church. 
<laughs> the office. That makes me sound really bad. I thought this building had a different name. No, right? there's no name. It can be like the the palace of pastors. So we're in Kyle's office in the palace of pastors. Yeah. I like that, by the way. I came up with that right there, just like that. Podcast name, Palace of Pastors. Oh, okay. Think, yeah. If we do that, then we have to be a little more theological. Okay, we'll we'll throw we'll throw some into this. We'll put a pin in that one. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're connected to a microphone that I bought for my camera. So, and there's only one of them. So it's just two fools sitting around one microphone. Kyle's looking at me like there's a two there's a fools, name in there. Two fools and a broken setup. That's a little too descriptive. Two fools and a bunch of gumption. Oh. We'll, we'll workshop that. We'll I have gum in that. my mouth. Is that not the same? Never mind. Gumption. Gum. Anywho, random number generator. Let me just set this up. Minimum one, max 24. The first number is 20, which is flow from progressive. What the? Okay, the button doesn't work for me. And 23, P. Sherman. P. Sherman, wow, that's my guy. All right, and we'll also do a little bit of paper ASMR in there. I'm going to pick one. Don't look. Cool. All right. What do you have? I have a short-term alliance. Oh, so we choose another one, and you get to team up with another person. Oh, okay. So that's good. 21. Jeez, these are really high. Daniel Radcliffe's Rotting Corpse. <laughs> that's actually perfect. So I've got a dead guy and a dentist who have teamed up against Flo and your... Wife. I have lawn darts times three. <laughs> now, we're talking old school, like, metal tips, right? We're talking, yeah, we're talking... FDA not approved. Okay. That's I don't think that's FDA. What is that? Lawn Dart Association? Yeah, probably. Who L took LD, out Lawn Darts? LDA. LDA. My neighbor. Okay, quick story. I had some legit Lawn Darts that my grandpa gave me, and my, my paranoid neighbor took them from me and demanded that my parents throw them away. Mm -hmm. That's, like, not okay. That was a family heirloom, and they did. They threw them away. Wait, your parents threw them away, or the neighbors threw them away? My parents threw it away under the pressure of the neighbor. That kind of sucks. It does. I'm still Wait, bitter. Wait, they throw what away? Uh, lawn darts. What are lawn darts? For all those listening, a lawn dart is a metal sh shaft with a kind of like a tail on it, like a dart, obviously, but it's about a foot to 16 inches long, and you throw it through the air, sharp point forward, so that it lands to hit like a bullseye in your lawn to play a game of darts in your lawn. It's probably... More self-explanatory than I, than I realized. <laughs> Podcast name idea, Kenny and Kyle's Educational Hour. <laughs> Learn it's with Kenny. An hour? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how long this watching it? We have no idea. We probably no, no idea. one. All right, so let's get down to it. Uh, also, Daniel Radcliffe's Rotting Corpse. If anyone has seen that movie, Swiss Army Man, it's about Daniel Radcliffe's Rotting Corpse, and he can do kind of crazy things like use his arm as a karate chopper or put pebbles in his mouth and use him as a machine gun kind of yeah or use his whole entire gaseous body as a jet ski to all transport right. somebody to safety uh i'll start actually i'll let you start all right so a dentist a dead guy on a team against an insurance saleswoman with darts and a lot of spunk let's not forget the spunk and a lot of spunk so i just need to clear up first of all one of my guys is dead. That's true. So you may think three lawn darts, two bodies, but 
really, if you kill P. Sherman with one of the lawn darts, Daniel Radcliffe becomes ineffective. He, he's no longer a, a factor. <laughs> okay, so, because it's not it's not both of my guys against yours. It's P. Sherman against Flo, against Flo with an accessory. So, I, I guess your lawn darts could certainly do some damage. And I'm left with no, with no weapons. No, I, he's a you, weapon. You have a living weapon. I have a, a, an undead weapon. An, un, an undead weapon. Okay. So I guess you have long range. I do, yes. So that's a benefit. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's going to be hard. I, I want to hear what you're thinking. All right. I'm thinking her flow. Obviously, she's going to be throwing these lawn darts or... Maybe she's going for that kind of close-in approach. She kind of rushes him, kind of stabs him with it. I feel like she's kind of slightly unhinged. Do you feel what I mean? I feel like she's just been doing this so long, this whole uh, insurance game, that I feel like it's to her breaking point. And this is just where she lets in her her Rambo, and she rushes you. That's true. Because, once again, they're in the Hunger Games, so they know they're in a position to kill. So she's already turned, you know, she... She's been waiting for this. She's been waiting, and she's been suppressing, but now she can unleash. <laughs> Where P. Sherman, honestly, he gets to mutilate humans all of the time <laughs> with his dentistry. So maybe he's, he's... He probably has a level of comfortability thinking, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And he he's probably worked with corpses at some time in his training, don't you think? Oh gosh. There's a chance. There's a chance. So I think he's too confident. And I I mean, I don't know if I'm supposed to be arguing for my person, but I just think Flo's got the advantage. I think as long as we get him the bottom of it, we find out just who would win. Uh, thinking about this, I have three lawn darts. I wrote down times three on this little piece of paper. You did. In a nice Futura font. By the way, love that font. Yeah. No, you don't Let's like see. you don't like Futura. I'm a, I don't know, a big Futura guy. Futura. Anywho, uh, I say she uses a couple as a distraction. Maybe hits him in his knee or something. And as he's, as he's weakened, maybe he drops Daniel Radcliffe's body, can't use him anymore. She stabs him in the head. I don't disagree with that. I, I think P. Sherman's too confident, but he's not familiar with this undead utensil <laughs> that he has. And... And uh, Flo, Flo gets the win. Flo gets the win. With a smile on her face and blood dripping down <laughs> her cheeks. Also, I think after every four deaths, we'll have, like, we'll call it a day. Okay. And so then we'll, you know, have a... Do you have an air horn? Uh, Wait, what are no. air horns? Air horns are really pressurized cans it's of a, air. It's a horn with air on it. No, I don't. But I, makes, I, I might be able to make a noise with something over here. But let's get the next numbers, right? Or, next numbers, yes. So after every four days, we'll have like a little cannon go off four times and we'll, uh, that works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Making this podcast up on the fly. This is guerrilla podcasting right here. What if it's called guerrilla podcasting? Ooh. Okay. We should start writing these down, we honestly. Should. We should. Uh, so I got 10. So that is Ellen the Generous. Ellen the Generous versus 18. Which is which Mary is... Poppins. Oh, well, that's easy, I think. <laughs> I think. Well, I think Mary Poppins has the advantage, but let's also see what we got. Oh, that's true. For yeah. Ellen, I have the power of persuasion. <laughs> oh, wow. How helpful that I've been given a jar of dill pickles. <laughs> what the heck? I wanted to make it random. Someone yeah, that would, was random. Some would really help you so much. All right, so does Mary Poppins have her carpet bag of wonder? 
that's a good question. I kind of think this is, you know, Hunger Games. So you're brought in with nothing but the clothes on your back. Shoot, you're right. But I feel like she just she's a magical woman without that bag, really. Or is she nothing without the bag and the umbrella? No, I think she's something. I think she's something special. I think she's something special. All right. Ellen DeGeneres with the power of persuasion. <laughs> she, she sits her down. She talks with her. She has somebody jump out of a box and scare Mary Poppins. She fired Daniel Radcliffe's rotting corpse because he seems like a helpful guy. Uh, that's my argument. Yeah. She, I, well, I can see Ellen doing, you know, just talk showing Mary Poppins, but it's going to be hard to convince a person, her opponent, who is there to kill her, <laughs> not to kill her. You know, like if it was like, if this was somehow an alliance. You know, well, maybe this is where we're going to get a little bit, a little bit out there. Because what if Ellen uses her power of persuasion before she's face to face with Mary Poppins, and comes with some sort of a posse? You know what I'm saying? Interesting. It's not explicitly given in there, but if she is, you know, this leader, this persuasive speaker, I would imagine that she wouldn't use that as a weapon. She would use that as a defense, and and to mobilize others. I can see it. Here's, I'm going to argue for Mary Poppins for a second here. Yeah, I say sure. she's got a jar of dill pickles. Originally, I was thinking she could bash her the head, but that's not Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is elegant. Mm-hmm. I see Mary Poppins, spoonful of sugar style, stuffing these dill pickles down Ellen's throat. This is getting really dark, I'm realizing. That's what I get for choosing this is our first thing. It's okay. It's okay. Anywho, <laughs> shoves the pickles down her throat. Um, and maybe she, Ellen has gotten a posse, but once she's taken out the ringleader, everyone flees. Yeah, maybe instead of a spoonful of sugar, she puts a spoonful of booger sugar. You know, we're talking about cocaine. Booger sugar? Where'd <laughs> yeah. she get that? All she has I, the jar of pickles. You know, it's true, but they're out in the wild, so maybe she, you know, poisons it, like poisons the pickles with okay. elderberries and and stuff like that. <laughs> I feel like we're leaning more towards Mary Poppins winning this one. I think Mary Poppins is going to win. That's so weird. That's what podcasts are for, buddy. We're talking right. about weird stuff that no one else is willing to talk about. That's right. So Mary Poppins gets the W. There goes Ellen the Generous. She was a generous lad. I, I got that. Oh, great. No All right. Better than Mary Poppins. We got five, John McClane, and six, Mary Matilda Poppins. Wormwood. Are they from the same district? They are, I think. Hold up. That's okay. They... John McClane. He's from the movie Die Hard. And which is not a Christmas movie. Several other sequels that I heard are varying degrees of being good. That's right. I don't know. I haven't seen many. I've seen the first one, and I refuse to see the newer ones because they look really bad. All right. So it's Matilda. I got Matilda, and I've been given. Oh, well, this no. is this is a done deal. What do you have? I just. <laughs> I've got an empty beer bottle. Yeah, okay. John McClane with an empty beer bottle. Now, he did wonders in an air shaft in an office building, but I have literally a magic telekinetic child with a lightsaber. There's no argument here. Unfortunately, Bruce Willis dies to a child, a little girl. There's there's no need to argue that, I don't think. Uh, yeah, you're... Honestly, that just makes her a Jedi, doesn't it? She it does. <laughs> She's literally a child Jedi <laughs> from a children's story. Yeah, John McClane's dead. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's round three, correct? That is, yes. Now, the... before we move on, do, the, do these characters maintain the same 
uh, weapon for the, the remainder, or do, is there enough to well, we're There's enough that what we can go through them about? all enough, but at the same time, I kind of debated if, like, they could either, like, keep that weapon or, like, take the weapon of their enemy that they've, like, slain. Mm. Uh, how, do you want it to be where we just choose new each time, or... Yeah, maybe we could just choose new ones each time and then, like, even recycle by the time the, the helmet, the literal children's bicycle helmet, is empty. Or we can just straight up call out and be like, you know what, I'm grabbing the lightsaber because <laughs> it's not there anymore. If I did this right, and I think I did, there should be enough where we have two extras at the end of this. So there should be enough that we can go through it all. Okay, oh, sounds good. Is that good. a mic? What is that? That's a walkie-talkie. <laughs> Where's the other end? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Where did your son go, by the way? He went to the bathroom. Okay. All right, good so next round. Next round. Random number generating. We get three, which is Ronald McDonald. That's creepy. And 19. 19. Abraham Lincoln. Oh, that's a that's a solid all American so battle. Far. What the heck? Oh my gosh! So I've got Abraham Lincoln with a toaster. <laughs> I think Which, he, he won't know what it is. I was gonna say he's gonna be so dumbfounded. He's gonna, what is this magic box? And I am Ronald McDonald with a lighter. Oh, that's creepy. I say he lights his hair on fire. <laughs> And I'm thinking, this Ronald McDonald, he is, he's not your grandpappy's Ronald McDonald, no. He is kind of like Pennywise style, we all float down here, Georgie. He is, he's unhinged. This is, this is Killer Be Killed, he's been waiting for this. He's been doing these post-ops, what, I'm not, that's the wrong word. He's been doing photo ops with the kids, you know, he's been putting up playpens. But he just wanted to get a solid career. His mom's always nagging him. You could have been a doctor. You could have been like your father, Dr. McDonald. Could have been Krusty the Clown. Or that. Or the Simpsons. And so now he's he's lit his hair on fire. And he's kind of approaching this already stunned Abraham Lincoln who is wondering what this magical box is the that he's holding. Shiny box with a tail. Hey, buddy. And, uh, yeah. You know, there's a... What's the... There was a game... Uh, uh, like a PlayStation game back in the day where there was a an ice cream truck driver whose hair was on fire. Twisted metal. Twisted metal. Twisted <laughs> metal black. So that's kind of the guy you're thinking of. And I've got wholesome Abe Lincoln who was shot watching a play. I feel like he could do good in a fist fight. He's got that kind of face that says... You know, yeah, I think he, he uses a toaster well, but the toaster just doesn't do much damage in the long run. I mean, bludgeoning. Yeah, but still bludgeoned with like a, something that weighs very little and is hollow inside I, now that you're mentioning it, i don't think i've ever lifted a toaster <laughs> they're not heavy <laughs> and they're 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 hollow this is true ronald wins easily i mean i think he wins and and an intimidation factor literally uses a lighter to cook some of the flesh off of abraham's dead body and eat it in front of the children oh gosh <laughs> Oh, that was weird. There goes Abraham Lincoln. Was weird. Nothing. Children. Just this discussion. And how long does it go on for? Anywho, that's our cannons at the end of the day. End of the day. Our uh, fallen comrades. We have John McLean from District. I don't even have the districts listed here. 
Give one moment. Gorilla podcasting at its finest. Mm. John McLean from District 3. Ellen DeGeneres from District 5. Abraham Lincoln from District 10. And P. Sherman from 42 Albuquerque, Sydney from District 12. And that's day one. Day and one. we have now 20 contestants left. The carnage continues. Amen, brother. Brother. All right, so starting off this second day, we have number 21. Daniel Radcliffe's Rotting Corpse. Oh, he's back again, huh? Versus number five, which was John McClane. So I decided if we do someone who's down, we'll just move up the list one, which is Matilda Wormwood. Oh, got to move up again. All right. Was that say Ron Swanson then? Well, no. Matilda gets to go again. Oh, she's Because she's not dead. Poor girl. I mean, like, she's fighting a dead corpse. This is pretty much the... That's true. Okay. This is not as effective as a lightsaber, but Matilda with a spear. Okay. I'm a, I'm with a pencil. And it's, <laughs> I'm a rotting Daniel corpse. Radcliffe with a pencil. Daniel Radcliffe's rotting corpse. With a pencil. With a pencil. Uh, trying to think. Matilda can throw it with her arm or her mind or both. She can throw and miss and be like, uh-oh, it's off course and course correct and like send it right through. I see. So, here's the question. I'm We watched the movie Swiss Army Man, right? Yes. As I'm thinking about it, I don't think he ever moved on his own. I think he always yeah. had to be moved. So, I think he can't do much. But at the same time, he is dead. Can you kill a dead person? Maybe. It's more... Does she like, have, did she decapitate him? It's more like a, a... I can't think of the right word. Not psychological. It's more philosophical. His death? If she ceases to think of him does he exist anymore and she is has a pretty powerful mind that's like the whole point of that movie yeah uh good question psychological battle wait she can pick him up this is true too she could essentially just pick him up anytime he's a threat and just chuck him across the map then she's thinking of him i think at, at best um he doesn't die, but he's completely ineffective against anyone for the rest of the game, which could be like a perseverance kind of a thing, because <laughs> it doesn't say he has to kill anybody to win. He just has to be the last one to not die. <laughs> Although he also is dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> okay, he's gone. Yeah. Matilda wins again. She's, she's the first one with a double kill. I should start writing how many kills these people have. Yeah, you should. I'm going to put X's next to their name so we know. All my exes. Ronald McDonald has a kill. 13 is Shrek. Shrek versus... Flo from Progressive. Oh, we've already... Oh, no, wait. she's still she's alive. She's still alive, so... All right, well, we're getting back into Flo here, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Flo with, weaponized with, a bad attitude. <laughs> That's not a weapon. It's a Hold it, did you put this back in? What is it? Lightsaber. I must have. No, there's two. Shoot. Okay, hey. I didn't want to put lightsaber Sh- in there twice. Wreck with a lightsaber <laughs> totally wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's dead. There's no question. Noted. Noted. Alright, All kill it. So flow from aggressive with one kill, bites the dust. Another one bites a dust. Another one does, and another one. Put a little X next to Shrek. Number nine is John Wick 
versus number 15, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But out I, of shape. Out of shape, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, out of shape, Arnold, okay. Um, while being blindfolded, so he's got a double... <laughs> he's got Hold a, up. A, Let's see what we have. Double hit. negative. I've got a pitchfork. <laughs> so Arnold John is out, Wick with a pitchfork. So Arnold like, is out of shape. One of the most deadly assassins in, in the movies. With a pitchfork. With a pitchfork. I feel like he'd be a little unwieldy. No, I He's well. We've ever we've ever seen John Wick in movies. He always has like something kind of small and close-handed. May I? I think he had a sword once, actually. All right. So I think we're leaning towards Mr. Wick here. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not. It would be one thing if it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger character, but it's just the dude <laughs> with with great human strength, but not supernatural and out of shape. And he's no longer strong. And he's also can't see. And he's blindfolded. <laughs> Yeah, this was yep. meant... I did these uh, kind of weak ones as a way to sort of uh, maybe give it to the stronger character so they That's have a little okay. bit of a disadvantage. That's all right. So who... Iron Sweater is gone? That was round three on day two, right? Yes. Let's see here. Where was... Do, 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 do. John Wick. All right, so... Number four is The Bride from Kill Bill. Okay, versus... Number 17, David Copperfield. Well, so he's a magician, right? Something like that. He, did he do escape stuff? I feel like I should have looked up David Copperfield before I wrote him down. Yeah, he was kind of one of those TV performing magician guys. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, disappearing stuff. Okay. So I am the bride from the movie Kill Bill. And so you haven't seen that, right? No. Long story short, she yeah kills a lot of people, but with a sword. So I have a roll of duct tape. That's my weapon. Okay, and I have a slingshot with 25 pebbles. Not bad. Okay. Magician with pebbles and a slingshot. <laughs> yeah, but it's used by a sissy. <laughs> I wonder if he could, like, entertain her into, like, just, like... not Submission? Not, not submission, but just, like, are you kidding me? You know, to where she's just like, you're ridiculous. And he goes, right where I wanted her. And then hits her with a pebble or something like that. I don't know. It's a thought. I don't think he has a chance, though. Maybe not. I have a roll of duct tape. I guess I could tie him down, or even if he tries to all his bite, hair off, he could, you know, you tie him down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Disappearing act, and then he's free all of a sudden. She's dumbfounded. Does David Copperfield kill her? No, he bows for the crowd, and she <laughs> chops him in half with a roll of duct tape. Oh yeah, I forgot she doesn't have a sword. That's just the movies. She'd probably bludgeon him. She she wins. She wins. Okay. Spy David Copperfield. And and uh, that's the end of day two. All right. Let's read off our uh, our people. Our people who have their fallen comrades, if you will. We have. I have to really look at this because I forget who died. Arnold Schwarzenegger from District 8. David Copperfield from District 9. Flo from Progressive from District 10, meaning Abraham Lincoln and Flo are gone. They were both District 10, so that district's completely out. Hi. And Daniel Radcliffe's rotting corpse from District 11. Which, ironically, was dead to begin with. <laughs> but now he's dead for good. Now he's devil dead. Yeah. Excellent. Anywho, let's... Should we take a break to hear from our sponsors? 
Uh, I suppose. All right, ready? Uh, this segment brought to you by... Wet Farts. <laughs> we have no sponsors. But there's an opportunity for you to invest in Garula Podcasts <laughs> Incorporation. Are we committed to that? How much are we selling? Well, we need to, them to feel confident if they're going to give us money. Yes, Gorilla Podcasts. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you can you can purchase a spot for, I don't know, me and Kenny are, are, are simple. Give us a hug. A Tell home- us that you actually enjoyed part of some of this. A home-cooked meal. A home. Oh, yeah, home-cooked meal, cookies, whatever. $100. I don't know, just the usual small contributions. Yeah. Back to the killing? Back to the killing. All right, next number generation. Number 11, Captain Jack Sparrow okay. versus number 9, John Wick again. Oh, John Wick. And John Wick this time has a bow and arrow. So he's, once again, actually has a weapon and he's actually trained. I have a harpoon gun. Oh, God. So it comes into like bit of, maybe a bit of a Mexican standoff. I also want to comment that Kyle's now on the floor laying a, I don't know, as if he was talking with a cute guy on the phone. He's l- lifting his leg up. Cobra. Cobra. Uh, of yoga, yes. All right. Wait, who is your person? Captain Jack Sparrow with a harpoon gun. Okay. So he is, he's seaworthy. So he, he's used to maybe a harpoon gun. That's true. That's a really good pairing. That's good. Yeah, but how many people did Captain Jack Sparrow intentionally kill? Off screen, probably hundreds <laughs> against the Disney code. <laughs> yeah, John Wick killed on screen hundreds. This is true too. Per movie, and Jack Sparrow is just gonna get all whimsical and like start like bending his wrist in a ninety degree angle and start twitching his fingers around and say something about rum. Rum. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> I showed my brother that video. It was a blast from the past. Have you seen that? Which one, Peter? N- uh, no, Thad. Oh. I, you know the video I'm talking about, right? No. Like back in 2005, when like the internet like was first becoming a, well, not first become a thing. YouTube was becoming a thing. Okay. People like just doing remixes of like, I'll show it to you later. Long story short, it's just Jack expressing why is the rum gone to like a tune that's kind of made of like different sounds from the movie. That sounds cool. You'll you'll get a kick out of it, I think. Oh you remind but, me. But I think Jack Sparrow dies. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe I, I, Jack Sparrow dies in blood. In this conversation. In the Hunger Games. Against John Wick with a bow and arrow. But does he go to that like weird little flippy upside down world and he can get brought back to life? Nah, I think he's just dead he's dead. Just dead. He's, he's just, just dead, dead dead. 100%. Okay. Sorry, Captain Jack. That is another kill for John Wick. Wow, John Wick's racking him up. Yeah. Next one. Number 13, which is Shrek again, versus... 16, which is Mulan. Oh, Mulan. I'm so glad I got Mulan. Well, here's a... Mulan with a butter knife. Here, let me just get a little Sorry. paper ASR, ASMR here. Mulan's so bad. Shrek with a bowling ball. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wait. It's going to be bloody. <laughs> so here's a question. Do you think Shrek's skin can be penetrated? Can we Not remember? with a butter knife. See, I think that Mulan does a good job, like she does against, what was the guy's name? Essentially like a, a Genghis Khan type of a bad guy, right? Fu Manchu stash? Yes, Fu Manchu stash. She snuck up on the guy. He underestimated her, which seems like a typical Shrek thing to do as well. To underestimate someone? Yeah, and just have like, 
you know, gender bias and stuff like that and be like, oh, what you gonna do, lady? <laughs> and she goes in for the kill and ends up, like, bending the knife and just, like, looking at him in surprise and he just smashes her <laughs> with a bowling ball. Like, replaces her head with a bowling ball, essentially. I can see it, but I also can see maybe her being acrobatic and dodging it. But again, she can only do so much until... I think she could get back and, like, maybe strangle him. He has no neck. <laughs> his head is just, like, basically attached to his shoulders. <laughs> You're not wrong. She could pull on his weird little, like, funnel cup ears. Oh, gosh. But I don't think that's going to do anything. I don't think she could kill him. You're going to need a... You're gonna need a, a legitimate weapon to kill, like a lightsaber. Yeah, takes him out. <laughs> so Mulan's dead then. Mulan's dead. Sorry, I really, I thought Mulan had a chance. I really did. Thanks. You just had to pull butter knife, man. I just had to pull butter knife. Shrek now has two kills. Wait, why did you have to pull butter knife? That's just the random thing he pulled out of the helmet. Luck of the draw. All right, next number twenty-four. Clarice Starling from the movie. Silence of the Lambs. Okay. So basically just a regular cop. But I saw the movie recently and I was like, that's a fun movie. And so I just put her in here. Creepy. I, I thought it was good. And The Bride from Kill Bill. Oh, we got a, a gal battling a gal. Wait, who are the oh. two girls? What do you have? I have the, the lady from Kill Bill with a vat of acid. <laughs> not, not, a, not a full vat, a five gallon. That's like a Home Depot bucket of acid. What? They could really do some damage to someone. For sure, but you're not going to, like, completely disintegrate a corpse with it. Well, at least kill him. It's true. Okay. I have an old rotary phone. Okay. So you have an average cop with a telephone. (laughs) From her era. (laughs) From her era. Okay, so say Clarice actually gets a jump on... Mrs. Killbill. Mrs. Killbill, yes. Wraps the cord around her neck, which is probably the only chance she has. Think that just use some of the acid. Now I'm almost 100 percent sure that is a lot more heavier than a toaster, so this could be doing some bludgeoning. Oh yeah, she's gonna. Does it have a lid or is it an open bucket? I think open interpretation. So if you want it to have a lid, it can have a lid. I don't want it to have a lid. I want her to use it defensively to eat through the phone cord. That's attempting to strangle her and then just like look like stare Clarice down for a good like seven seconds and then just splash her with it I can see it I can see it so Clarice Starling is bye gone all right that's round three day three I'm just gonna be completely honest I've completely like lost count of who died previously who's just been dying so we might just have to forego the whole ceremony of that's fine that's right, gorilla podcasting. Make it up on the fly. Darn right. Although I'm still kind of attached to the idea of Kenny and Kyle's educational hour. Or on the fly. On the fly, okay. And our logo could be just a fly with a microphone on its back. Yes. Done. Like All right. With maybe a gorilla. Gorilla? What? <laughs> Go gorilla on the fly. And have a gorilla on the back of a fly. <laughs> Oh boy. Hey, Kenny here. Just a heads up, this episode ended up being a little longer than we expected, so after the fact, we have decided to split this up into two episodes. So if you want to hear the end of 
how this whole narrative plays out feel free to head on to the next episode and if you don't want to then i guess don't anywho um thanks for listening